You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. A bit of a change this week, my friends, on the Bride Chiller podcast, because I am doing a crossover with another wedding planning podcast. Well, a wedding podcast who uh, is hosted by Rebecca and Lisa in Canada called Secret Life of Weddings. And The Secret Life of Weddings is a very funny podcast. Rebecca and Lisa are both wedding photographers. They have been there, seen it all, and each week they share ridiculous and sometimes a little not-safe-for-work stories of other people's weddings. And it's very charming and enjoyable. And they invited me on their show to talk about wedding myths and just shoot the shit, really, as I do. And at the end of the podcast, I really enjoyed it. We told a couple of funny stories. Uh, I went on some rants, as usual. And I asked them if it was possible for me to use the audio for for Bride Chiller, because I thought you guys might enjoy it. And also, you can get to know Rebecca and Lisa a little bit and hopefully give them some support. Because I really love introducing you to other podcasts. I'm a fish in a very huge sea. And some people write to me going, oh, do you know there are other wedding planning podcasts? And I'm like, I hope there are. The more, the better, because the more great information that we can share, uh, I am stoked about, except for some of them that are very traditional. But I mean, I think you learn and you learn what you like and you find your people. And I really enjoyed spending time with Rebecca and Lisa. They're top birds, as we'd say in Australia. And um, we dick around a little bit, but I feel like you're going to enjoy it. So there is a bit at the top, which I've kept in with me doing stupid accents. But because everyone comments about my accent, I thought I'd be indulgent and leave it in. (laughs) When am I not indulgent? Give me a break. All right. I will pop back before the break. And I really hope you enjoy this. Again, The Secret Life of Weddings crossover on the Bridechiller podcast. Um, Say hi, Rebecca. Test your mic too. Hi, Alicia. Oh, Rebecca's so quiet and lovely. How are you, Rebecca? I know. She's all timid. No I've heard you on the podcast. You're not I'm timid. In your accent. Well, it's all fake. <laughs> I'm actually American, so uh, that's not true. That's not true. But I can do the American if you want me to do it. I can talk like this the whole time. Oh, my God. Would you like that? I want, I want you to introduce yourself in an American voice right I'll now. I'll do that. Uh, yeah. Hi, this is Alicia. I am uh, from the Bride Chiller podcast. I'm sort of – I've lost it. I've lost it. <laughs> I love that, Alicia. That was so but awesome. I could do English for you. If you'd rather me do English, I'd like to do English if that's better. I'm sort of posh from Chelsea. <laughs> Can you do Cockney? All right, darling, what's going on? I'm from the broad show. It's like working. I'm like an amateur voiceover artist. Oh, my God. I don't kidding. know. There's nothing amateur about well, that. Well, thank you. That's very flattering. No, it's really good. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> but um, I could basically do this all day. Well, we you. can. I could sit here. I know that's the best part about having our it's own your podcasts, show. right? We can, it's your show. Yeah, this is the Secret Life of Weddings podcast. We're doing kind of a crossover with the amazing Alicia McCormick from Bride Chilla. So can can you give our listeners who are like many of them are like wedding vendors or they're mostly mm. brides who are currently planning, how can those brides be, as you say, Bride Chilla? What is Bride Chilla about? And why should they come and 
Bride Chilla in the little podcast or um, Facebook community because like I'm hanging out in that group now and it's hilarious. It's a great group, isn't it? It's like a it's a group of my people. They're all people that I would go and have cocktails and coffee if you're not an alcohol drinker. Sorry, Uh, but they're people that I would hang out with every day if I physically could. Amazing people. Um, Bride Chilla. So what? Look, in short, it's a podcast. I've been doing this podcast. I'm coming into my like third year, maybe fourth. I've lost track. Um, I'm nearly up to 300 episodes. It started with me. I'm a stand-up comedian by trade, a comedy writer. I work in TV in the daytime. I, um, I live in London with an Australian accent. Everyone's confused. I broadcast mainly to Americans, so I'm very international. And it started with me just uh, after we planned our wedding. My husband, Rich, and I got hitched, and I just didn't buy into the bullshit that was being sort of fed to me constantly. Like, oh, my God, stop it. I didn't grow up dreaming of getting married. I dreamed of, like, running an empire. I feel I'm, like, feminist. I'm motivated, and I fucking hate feeling manipulated and pressured. So I just started Bride Chiller um, and it used to be called the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, but it's too hard to say. So I, I started just wanting to talk about like you guys are doing, just bullshit free stuff, having fun, trying to cut the white noise of wedding planning out and just actually focusing what's important. And that's just marrying your fellow weirdo. I mean, you found this person that puts up with your shit and they put up with, uh, you know, your <laughs> shit, their shit, whatever. Yeah. And you just so go- true. Cut all the other stuff out. Really, the only thing you need to get married is the other person and someone to potentially make it legal or not. It's just a bit of paper, as Australia is going through right now. Just don't get me started. But um, that's about same-sex marriage, by the way, guys. We still haven't passed it. Oh, okay. I was like, I have no idea. Same-sex marriage. Fine. It's probably better because at the time, at the moment, it sucks. But uh, we're still struggling. We're still struggling to pass it. They like, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, we're in Canada. Yeah, well, you're so a good, you're a good like match. cool people. It's just like Australia time. and Iran. <laughs> um, and then everywhere else is just pro gay marriage. So embarrassing. That's so weird because, like, they're so, like, cool on the gun thing. We're very cool on the gun thing. Well, you know, like after a big Australia. mass shooting, we made a decision to go, <laughs> let's just not give people semi automatic weapons anymore. And we stopped. Yeah. It's- <laughs> ah. Well, look, yes, so hopefully we've had a vote (laughs) and hopefully eventually they'll make the right decision and move on. Anyway, to round up my summation of the show, it's yes. uh, it sort of took off and it evolved into, I heard this phrase someone was saying about bride chiller and, and I started saying, hey, everyone should be bride chillers. And then my listeners started to pick up on it and the show sort of evolved and we renamed the show and, and just started to really push that ethos. And as you said, we've got Facebook communities and it's just a really great bunch of people. <gasps> Take a breath. It's it's so it's so good though, and it's like the reason I think it, it really appeals to everyone. And I like I said, I've been totally creeping in on there a little bit and just you know trying to help out because we're wedding photographers. So it's like you know if people have questions or things, I've been trying to be like, well, we would do That's this from a wedding for photographer's perspective. Like one girl had a little hole in her dress oh, and yeah. a little bit of the tool area, and I was like, don't worry about it; you'll never see it. But everybody's like writing in for support so they're like oh my god I lost my chilla I lost my chilla today and I thought it was so fucking adorable and I was like that's so good I'm oh, such I a branding and they all came up with like so... you know, obviously bride chilla has been the brand and is the name of the show but when we started the podcast people just started to referring to each other as chillers and I was like fuck yeah that's great they just do it themselves we've now started is that great we need our oh, listeners have a nickname the, the seekies maybe <laughs> 
Seekies. Seekies. No, that's, no that's too close to yeah, Sikhs. It, it, I think yeah, that's a religion. I mean, we'll, let's good. work on it. We'll yeah. workshop it. We'll come up with something by the end. We're going we're gonna to figure this shit out. But we wanted you because you are not only, you know, Please. I have a girl crush on you. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I have one even more now listening to her. I know, like, right? I know. So I saw, I like, I watched a video of you making <laughs> a cocktail the other day and I was like, oh, I want to be your friend. Oh, I love a cocktail. <laughs> I love a mixed drink. But, um, oh, I want to actually try that one you made. It was like lime and yeah, just, was it just lime a vodka, vodka lime and soda with extra yeah. limes because I do love a, a tart drink. I like something that's a bit sharp on the palate, and um, I always laugh. I don't know if you guys spend any time in the housewives land, real housewives at all. No silence. Yeah. I met one actually. I yes. had a, I had one. Tell me, funny story. I had one show Which up at one? a wedding. I had one show up at a wedding. My my couple who I adore, Stephanie and Charles. They were so funny and they were, they were getting married and this, this chick happened to be, this woman from the Real Housewives of Toronto happened to be at this rooftop lounge and the guys, we were doing their getting ready photos and I remember we were up at the bar and they, and she was like, it was a pool top thing. So it's like, she was in a bikini with like, whatever. And they were like, oh my God. And they were like, take our photo, take our photo. And I was like, okay. And I was so, and I didn't know the couple well enough at this point, but they're hilarious and they love each other. But Charles was like, the groom was like, take our photo with her. And I'm like, Steph might kill you, but okay. And so I did it. And I'm like, I have no retribution for this. Like if the bride's pissed, right? She thought it was the fucking greatest thing because she's cool. I'm going to have to look up her name. Oh, my God. I I feel like I'm going to guess. Like, I haven't – Toronto was a few years ago and it did get cancelled, RIP. But I do feel like this is like my secret mastermind. If I was on Mastermind, I don't know if you guys know that. If you – but, you know – We don't. Okay. It's like one of those shows that you – it's a quiz show and you go on and you talk about the one thing that you know a lot about. And mine would either be Seinfeld or The Real Housewives. I've got a problem, obviously. (laughs) Seinfeld I can do. Great. Also, just to finish my thought so it doesn't make no sense, The Real Housewives, there's a montage of The Real Housewives, like all of them ordering drinks. And one of the thing, one of the housewives in Orange County, Sharon Bedour, she always says, I want I want a vodka, lime and soda, limes on the side, lots of limes. And she, that's the thing. <laughs> and they like literally bring out like a bowl of limes and you just see her and they spend a lot of time focusing on her ordering this mixed drink. It's very funny. That's the end of my story. <laughs> I would love. Now we told you we kind of talk. We talk about everything from like crazy ass wedding stories to you know bullshit wedding myths, like stuff. Like for instance, last week we talked about why it's bullshit. You don't have to wear white. You know, Rebecca, do you want to kind of touch on kind of where it started just briefly? Well, yeah, it started with the queen and how you know everyone back then they just wore their best dress, and then she chose to have this elaborate white gown made for her. Yes. Oh, Victoria. She yeah. ruined it for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, everyone followed suit, right? Yeah. So- and all the girls who want to be able to spill the, the red wine on their wedding day, they're like, well, fuck, because yeah. now I can't. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's true. And it's a very unwearable color again, in it's my opinion. It's flattering. It's like if we were all going to be flattering on our wedding days, wouldn't we all want right. to wear slimming black? I agree with you. I think it's a tricky color. I like that there's a lot of dresses coming in now with patterns, pockets, Ooh, pockets. other shit that you can mm-hmm. wear. Pockets? Pockets are oh, new shoes yes. to women. I also think that, you know, what the next big trend will be, you know, um, what do you call them? Little uh, fanny packs are coming back. Fanny pack dresses. <laughs> oh, I have, uh, and we would in Australia call that a bum bag. Uh, <laughs> but you go, it's a fanny pack and a fanny means vagina where I'm from. So it doesn't work. <laughs> vagina yeah. pack. Um, Is it really? 
in England, they'll go, oh, I'll touch you on the fanny, and it means it's a pussy grip, you know, to touch on the, the I didn't vetch. know that. I would have that said would fanny was – Fanny's butt here. Yeah. yeah. I know. Fanny's a butt. So we – We'd say a bum bag because it's referring to your ass, not your front bum. But um, the <laughs> your front bottom, as the I posh think that's what my three year old calls it, <laughs> the front bum. But I have a bum bag that I go running with now because to keep all my various items that I do need while running, and I love it so much. I'm in love with the bum bag, the fanny pack. I think everyone should have a fanny pack all the time. But I do agree, a wedding fanny pack. Fucking yeah. great. Fanny so do pack. you have like a cocktail in front of you? Because it's like five o'clock where you are. It's noon where we are. I, Yeah, look, it, I agree it's cocktail time, but I've actually, I've just spent the afternoon narrating my new book. Yes. I Is that to... like a blatant plug? No, I actually was going to ask you about it. So thank you for <laughs> mentioning it. Tell us really quick what it's about and then we will hit up at like a wedding myth or something because I want, I want to hear yeah, some please, of your, please. I don't know, insights. Um. Well, look, in short, I've written The Bride Chiller Survival Guide. It's going to be out next year. And, of course, people want an audio book, my people. Uh-huh. And, uh, gee, it takes a lot of time recording 80,000 words of your own voice. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. But it's been fun. But I've talked to myself a lot today. So it's nice to talk to other humans. Um, <laughs> talk so fun. that's ones that actually speak back and not just me going, oh, I hate that. Oh, I've not done it right. Getting angry at myself. Um, but, you know, it's been fun. Anyway, Amazing. I'm excited, but it's nice to talk to real people. What's, um, like, give me an example of, like, a chapter of your book. Like, what, what do you cover a little bit? Um, okay, so one of the chapters I just read was It's Okay to Feel Like Shit. And Lovely. it's about the idea that when you get engaged, you have to be happy all the time. This is like, this is good. This actually leads into a wedding myth that I'd like to chat about. Um, we all have shit going on in our lives all the time, no matter what event is coming up. I could think of five things each of us could talk about right now that are happening in our lives that don't correspond with, you know, a party that's coming up. So it's this idea that the wedding industry as a whole, media, all this sort of stuff says, it's got to be perfect. Everything's got to be wonderful, which doesn't exist. Perfection is bullshit. And that if you have, you know, a mental health condition, if someone's sick, if you're having a shitty day at work, people keep coming back to this idea to go, oh, but you're engaged. Everything's magical. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, just, I just want to give people permission to go, oh, fuck, shit happens. And it's not all fun. And you're shelling out a lot of money and it's stressful. Just relax. I love that. Nice. Yeah. That's like preach, 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 woman, preach. We need more of that. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is like, what is the myth tied in that you wanted to touch on? Well, I suppose it's the myth of, of that everything is going to be really joyful throughout this whole wedding planning experience and it's going to be great, but also, you know, you are, as I said, there's, there's expenses that are going to be had. You're going to have probably some disagreements. I also feel like people are really attached to people pleasing. I, I'm a, a natural born people pleaser where I feel guilty if I don't sort of do what other people advise. And even though I'm a fierce warrior, you know, feminist, I also feel like, oh, I don't want to let people down. <gasps> I don't want to make people feel disappointed. And then when people suggest things yeah. to me, I feel like, oh God, should I take the suggestions? And then I get, you know, lie in bed thinking about their suggestions too much. So I feel like it's this sort of the pressure of obligation and feeling like we always have to do what other people advise and then we get worked up about it and it just goes on and on. It's especially if they're especially if they're paying for it. Like if your parents are paying for something totally. like a wedding and they want something and you're just like, well, fuck. 
now I have to do it because they're paying me for it, right? Yeah. But it shouldn't shouldn't be that way, ideally. I call parents wedding donors and I liken them to <laughs> political donors. So I've got a bit of a chapter in the book saying about that very topic. So, you know, you think about politics and political donors come in, just think about House of Cards without Kevin Spacey. Um, but yeah, let's not talk about Kevin Spacey. Look, we're all going to talk about say, Kevin Spacey. I am so upset. Look, I'm so upset. People right just got to stop touching people or having sex with them without their permission. It's I agree. fucking basic shit. Anyway, um, I uh, I so sorry. I'm just so disappointed because I really liked him. Yeah. Like, I'm really upset about it. My husband is like, well, fuck, because that was that one was of a our curveball, like a huge curveball. That was one of our Netflix shows. But the weirdest part is, did you see how Seth MacFarlane called this years ago, yeah. and he did that part in Family Guy where Stewie ran out and he goes, "He's naked, running through the mall, going, help! I just, I just escaped from Kevin Spacey's basement." Everyone's got a story. I, look, I live in yeah. London, and I've got friends who are actors who did a bit of a run recently when he was here, and it's like everyone's got a story, but it always just comes out later. It sucks. It sucks. But look. How do we, I'm yeah. still sad about uh, Cosby. Well, like, oh, fuck. I mean, that. he's a bad, bad man. <laughs> Just stop touching people that don't want to be touched. Wedding donors. This is how we got to Kevin Spacey. Gosh. That's, thank Jeez. you. Just, uh, that was a jump. Um, think about wedding donors as like political affiliates who then say, look, we don't want anything. We just believe in your cause. We love you. I love We that. just believe in your cause. And you know that is not true. You know, yeah, they they love you, but they always want something. And look, this might not be true for 99% of people, but I'm going to bet you there is someone listening going, oh, fuck yeah, my mum has said, here's 20 grand, but you need to invite 18 of my closest friends you don't know, or I'm going to just badger you to death until you do what I say. So it's sort of like, yeah, wedding donors. It's, it's a tricky situation, and I think it's a myth that you have to do what they say because they're giving you money. I think you can get around that quite easily. Mm -hmm. Any tips for those people who are sort of dealing with that? Like any any ways to talk to them or like, I don't even know because it is. Well, I think you have to, like for me, the foundation of anything is communication. And from the get-go, if you say to mum and dad, let's say they say, we're going to give you 10 grand. I think to sit down with them and go, thank you so much. This is very generous. We like are very grateful. What are your expectations of what we're going to do with this money? If you ask them and you put them on the spot or you say, next week we're going to come back and have a family meeting or whatever you want to do, we'll go out and have cocktails. But tell us what you would like us to do with this money and get them to say, hey, it's your decision. We just want to give you this money or we would like this money to go toward catering or we want to buy your dress or whatever. If you get them to say it and have that conversation and put it out there from the beginning, then it leaves you less ambiguity later on for them to go, well, I gave you $10,000 and you're not doing what I want with it. So I feel like with all of the shit with wedding planning, half of these stresses could be avoided if we just have an awkward, potentially, conversation at the beginning. Get it out of the way. Move on with your lives. I think I that is that's so good. It's other Alicia. Well, I am the real Alicia, just not the Alicia that was in that interview. This is very complicated, unnecessarily. It's Alicia from the future, which is the current. Uh, I wanted to jump in and say that... I'm very excited. Next week's episode of the Bride Chiller podcast is by you, the Bride Chillers. A few weeks ago, I put out a little message on the Bride Chiller community asking for your advice about weddings that you have been to in the past 
and how they have inspired or uninspired your wedding choices. And I just sort of said, what are some of the points that you have seen that you go, wow, that's a great idea. I'm going to totally take that or, you know, change it for our occasion or things that you've seen at weddings that you've gone, oh my God, what a waste of time. Or I hated sitting there for that long or that was unnecessary. And when I put that post out, we had a very, very large amount of responses, which was great. And I'm actually splitting it into two episodes. I've got so much information. So I'm really excited to bring that to you. And I'm excited to hopefully get some more of these topics up in the Bride Chiller community, our Facebook group to get your feedback on because it it really enlightened me. And as usual, you had lots of things to say that I hadn't thought about. This week in Bride Chiller land, we also, we launched Chiller Grads, which was a bit of a new idea that we're like, crack it, let's just do it. Crack it. That's not even a thing. Fuck it, crack it, whatever. And it's a new Facebook group because a lot of our chiller grads were hanging around in the Bride Chiller community, which was absolutely great. We want you to hang around. But they were wanting to discuss post-wedding things. So we're like, let's come up with a new little section, a new area for you to hang out, ask all the stuff, and um, continue hanging out with these people because we've got such a good community, it's silly to let it go. So if you are a Bride Chiller graduate or you are leading up to your graduation, (laughs) Rich always always says, it's great how everyone's just picked up on this graduate stuff. It's just great. He he does talk about that quite a lot. And um, I just love that we find phrases and stuff and we go with it. It's our club talk. So if you are moving into the graduation phase, then uh, I highly encourage you to continue your Bride Chiller journey and move into that group. You can stay in the other group if you like. Do whatever you want. Free world. It's not really, is it? Um, okay. More of the Bride Chiller podcast and the crossover with the Secret Life of Weddings podcast after this break. We we came up with this podcast because we were having dinner. We've been friends, like BFFs for years. We were having dinner and a bunch of drinks. We were just shooting the shit about our own stories. And we're like, we should do a podcast talking about all these stories and have the 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 people listening kind of like feeling mm. like they're sitting with us with the drink quite literally i want them to sit down with a cocktail and listen to the juicy gossip and stories that people send us right so 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 this was actually shared in a group and i find a lot of our stuff on facebook like people because i'm in wedding mm. photographer groups and things like that because we're wedding photographers and people share kind of a, you know mortifying moments and i'm like oh my god can i share <laughs> it please and so i get i got permission so this person, we're not naming them. They're anonymous, but I specifically emailed it to myself because I was like, this is so good. So she posted this because I know this is a safe place. Haha. Ha, by the way, again, <laughs> I did get permission. Uh, she said, and I think, I think this will give you ladies a laugh. I had the single most embarrassing moment of my career today. As I was photographing the details at the reception before the ceremony, I noticed a curious little addition two sonograms with the phrase, the perfect blend in my head. I was like, huh, they're announcing something else today. So I go back to the bride and tease her going. So I think you forgot to tell me about one of your surprises, teasing her. She looks super confused. So I show her the photo, like on the back of the camera and go, congratulations. Instead of smiling, Uh she looks horrified. Her bridal party. Yeah. Her bridal party is there with both moms. And suddenly I'm like, oh shit, what did I do? To which the moms admit to putting their sonograms of the bride and groom in the frame and made that as a little thing for them. So the bride 
Yeah. So the bridesmaids all go into damage control. I'm dying inside and want to crawl under a rock at this point because the bride started crying and I'm like, I take it all back. (laughs) Um, Bridesmaids agree. Yeah. Painful, right? (laughs) Bridesmaids agree. It could be misconstrued. And bride asks the moms, uh, the bride asks the moms to take it down all right before the ceremony. And that my friends was my day. Uh, Thankfully, uh, thankfully they were, they were dying laughing about it later and even got a tip at the end of the night. Not sure if it was a pity tip, but Hey, it was certainly a memorable (laughs) moment. I just, can I just say, I look great story and I feel, I feel like I I was worried that it was going to be like a bridesmaid or someone else announcing stuff because I fucking hate when other people announce shit, get engaged or do these sort of things on someone else's wedding day. It just annoys me. We just, we just covered that. Like we just did a story. You have to listen to this episode, but just for those who um, haven't listened to the podcast or maybe listening because they know you, um, you know, we're totally going to piggyback on everybody, you know, (laughs) this officiant for this wedding, this couple. Okay. So they saved up there. They had kids. They did all this stuff, but they finally saved up all this money to get married took them forever. They had the best man slash officiant. He was both. And we said, yeah. hey, it's like friends, like when Joey was, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. So he, any, anyway, so the best man was the officiant. In the middle of the ceremony, he takes the time to announce that one of the bridesmaids, who is his girlfriend, is not, he proposes to her mid-ceremony for somebody what? else and announces she's pregnant. That's a big fat no. Yeah. That's, um, I believe the episode is called Proposing at the ceremony equals douche canoe. That's what we called the episode. Yeah. No, it's a big fat no. I think it's it's rude. And mm. I just think contain okay. it, do your own shit on your own day. Because all their friends were apparently like, oh, just move on. And I said, it's because they don't want it to be awkward now between you. Because they're going to be at the same Well, look, people make mistakes. That, right? People can be fuckheads and you just, you know, it depends. You, if they're good people and they just make bad decisions, you've got to forgive or not, just cut them out. I was just saying, no. holy shit, she's no, so I mean, much than us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Saying, <laughs> they're done. It's time oh, no. to go. Would you like a story uh, from a, a what we would say a hen's day, but I'm talking about a bachelorette day? Okay, she we- gets worked up. Every time I say hen party, she goes, what is that? And I, I'm like, I tell you every day. And I'm like, why do they pluralize it and say hens? Well, because you got a, you got a lot of hens going along. I don't know. I wish I had an answer for this. Stop I putting feel her like on the spot, I should Rebecca, being great. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Okay. Please, Alicia, tell us. Tell us a story. Jesus. My story very quickly is my friend was organizing a bachelorette day, a hen's day in Hobart, Tasmania, where I grew up. It's a very small island at the bottom of Australia, an island off an island. And we were at work because we worked together and she said, I've got to book a stripper. <laughs> and Hobart is a sort of place, and this is where well, we, were, we were working in radio at the time and we we're both like, all right, We'd finished the radio show for the day. We were producers and we're like, let's spend some time booking a stripper. It was very hard to find a stripper. It's a small community, like, you know, small. Uh, not, it's smaller than Toronto. Ended up finding, there was no strippers in the Yellow Pages. Uh, this is old school. We could not find anything online, but I said, let's go online and find a job site that is advertising, you know, for stripper jobs and then we'll call that number. And then they must be the stripper bookers. Look at me, research. TV production, my whole job, like as a producer, is just to hunt down shit and make it happen. That's in short. So uh, we found a lady and she's like, yep, we can book a stripper. He will turn up and and, uh, Kath, my friend, said, 
I don't want him to be like dick out or anything. I just want to do a little <laughs> dance and then leave. It's a funny thing and then he has to go. Dick Penis in pants. In pants yeah. We're done. So the evening, because we were in still in the sex in the mm. city phase, they'd hired a lovely apartment and they did a sex in the city party. Basically just cocktails. That's all it was. <laughs> a couple of men. It was a Cosmopolitan's. Anyway, the guy turns up at the door and he knocks. They open the door and there's this weasley little man standing there and not quite what they're imagining, but it is Hobart. So we're not expecting some sort of Adonis, but they weren't expecting like 1999 dweeb. Yeah. And he was skinny. So skinny, not any meat on him, but he comes upstairs. He's got a little boom box that he's carrying with him and they're like, Hey, it's a stripper. So everyone gathers around and he puts on some music and he starts doing a very totes orcs strip and even gets out some like baby oil and starts rubbing himself with this baby oil. And they were all sort of mortified for him because it's like, what the fuck's this guy doing? He looks like he's never done it before. It's very strange. Two songs in, they're like, wrap it up, buddy. It's time to go. The joke's done. You're a bit weird. You got to go. And then he said, can I just take a shower? I've got all this oil all over me. They're like, yep, but just don't make a mess. You're in the nice apartment and then we need you to leave. Like half an hour later, he's there having drinks with the girls and Kat's like, you got to fuck it. You need to get out. We don't want you here anymore. Monday rolls around, the stripper lady rings and does a little bit of customer care and says, how did it all go? And Kath said, look, not great. He was quite weird and uh, didn't seem to know what he was doing. And then stripper lady says, funny enough, other people have said the same thing. Uh, he doesn't match the, the description of my stripper. It turns out the real stripper had gone on a bit of a cheeky weekend with his girlfriend and had outsourced the stripping to his skinny friend who'd never done any stripping before. So the moral of the story is if you're booking a stripper, just look, make sure he's a genuine stripper. He was no magic mic, let's just put it that way. And uh, coconut oil is hard to get out of apartments that you rent on Airbnb. Oh, the end. Wow, that's that was good. That was good. Thank you for that. <laughs> that was um, I had such a visual of like his his um, yeah. you know, coconut oil body sitting on the most beautiful chaise you've ever seen and just leaving a big old or actually a tiny little strip because yeah. he's so thin of oil down the oh, slick. So skinny, so lanky. Just an oil slick. So manky. Yeah. All right. I yeah. think we are ready yeah. with Rebecca's story. It's super short. Super short? Please. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. is from The Knot, just so you know. Okay. This is a story that was sent in. Sweet. Um, she said, my husband was in a wedding last year where the bride got trashed, did a little dance on the altar. On the altar. <laughs> so during the ceremony itself. Spilled a rum and coke down her dress and did a face plant on the dance floor. Nice. Oh. That took She knows how to party. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's her party and she can cry or fall if she wants to. Yeah. The only problem is there's always someone there to witness it. There's always someone there to email it That's to true. the knot. Can I make that? Ugh. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. It's still not as bad as the breastfeeding one. Remember? Oh, my God. We, um, I'll tell you one other quick little anecdote just because it's seriously short. Um, one of the stories that Re- I think Rebecca told me, um, she said, was it the bride was lactating or the maid of honor? I think it was the... It was the, the maid of honor, which was her sister. Oh, that's even creepier. So the ma- <laughs> I, for- I forgot. This is several episodes back. We've read so many shit show stories doing this podcast that like we're yeah. starting to talk about things and be like, what was that? I don't remember. Was it this one? No, it was this other horrific thing. Oh, okay. 
Um, cards of our story. Yeah, we need like we need like a flow chart. So anyway, um, the maid of honor had had a baby recently, and she was the sister of the bride. Anyway, they got really drunk at the the reception, ended up on a table, and the bride started breastfeeding on her sister. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm supportive of breastfeeding wherever you need to breastfeed. Agreed. I don't know if on the sister is, you know. Well, I specifically. I, it's a natural thing. I didn't want to get called out. So when I was naming the episode, I was very clear at putting breastfeeding bride and I put in brackets, not a baby. Yes. <laughs> I support it too. And I'm just like, I said, I said to, to Rebecca, I said, I know there's something called extended breastfeeding, but this is ridiculous. Like, you know, people have fetishes. Maybe, you know, or maybe, you know what? Maybe she was drunk and she was like, I wonder what it tastes like. Well, it could, it could be an easy way to get a white Russian. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Maybe they didn't have any milk at the at the reception. She's just like, it's my wedding. Her mouth was full of alcohol. I want to be chilla about this. I need a fucking white Russian right now. Get on the table. Squeezy, squeezy. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. I love that. That is absolutely the fa- most fabulous theory <laughs> I've ever heard for the story. I just wanted to leave you that. I support it. Because like, if you have any impression of us from today, Alicia, I want you to, I want it to be that. I want to leave you with that memory. (laughs) And what a memory it is. And every time I drink a white Russian now, I'll be going, oh, I'll just be smelling it. I don't even know what breast milk smells like, to be honest. But I'm going to be like, could be not what I'm thinking it is. But I support it. It's probably good for you. Nutrients, all that sort of stuff. You're going to think of us and you're going to think of the nutrients involved, right? Yeah. Breast, yeah. Breast is yeah. best, Alicia. Breast is best. There you go. Oh, I, I, I hear it. I hear it. Well said. I, I love you, Alicia. I love you. <laughs> well, I love both of you, and I feel like I've just come on and talked at you. No. But, uh, no, no, no. gosh, it's been enjoyable. It's been fabulous. So just to finish off, tell it, tell our listeners, thank you so much for having your virtual cocktail with yes, us today. Maybe it ends oh, up being a literal cocktail by the end of tonight. Um, but tell us um, a little bit about where our – folks can find you online and then tell us when your book is coming out because I want it. Well, you can have it uh, in probably March, hopefully, if things go to plan. Um, it's all, We actually got two books. It's called The Bride Chiller Survival Guide, which my husband and I refer to as The Big Book, which is the actual like, planning book. And then we've got The Bride Chiller Field Guide, which is a, a, a planner that you can fill your shit in and keep track of your stuff. If you uh, want to join our community, I'd love your people to join our people come together an amalgamation of awesome because we actually have Um, one too so it's like i feel like your girls who are planning and are stressed the fuck out and like are you know venting about their wedding can come over to our group and see just completely hilarious shit and and laugh a little bit and then ours who are planning can go over and get useful information yes (laughs) i love that that's a great combo well, let's share each other's stuff. I love that very much. Mine, uh, the it's not mine, ours is the Bride Chiller community. And we've also got, um, we just launched uh, Chiller Grads and that's where people go after their wedding because they still want to hang around, but we don't necessarily want to talk about wedding stuff. So there are our two Facebook groups. That's so cool. I should join that one too because I've been married for a long time. I've been married for seven oh, years. Oh, join. So join yeah I should I should get in on that okay I'm doing it I'm doing it we're gonna put all your links in our show notes as well so March 2018 uh is when the book is coming out and uh we will well I guess just join the community and I'm sure you'll be able to find it or just go Google bride chill and she'll come up well thank you so much for for hanging with us and I I want you to uh I guess say goodbye with us so uh I always say Rebecca anything can happen at weddings 
and we will be here <laughs> to tell you all about it. <laughs> Thanks, Alicia. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Bride Chiller podcast and the Secret Life of Weddings crossover episode. If you have a question, theme, comment, thought, feelings, other expression, get in touch. I would love to hear from you. The Bride Chiller is the website address. As we've just said, join the community, subscribe to the show, download the show, and keep up to date with all that is Bride Chiller. Can't wait to see you next week and talk about all of your fabulous wedding suggestions, things you're keeping, things you're ditching, observations of other people's weddings. It's a really fun episode and uh, two episodes, to be honest. There's so much information. And um, we look forward to catching you then. Until then, happy days. Mm-hmm.